Fuck, so I'm innocently on the internet today, right? Mm-hmm. Looking for some, you know, primo jerk-off material. Yeah. And um, on this particular site, hqporner.com, I, when I want to download the porn that I'm viewing for um, repeat viewing later, I've got to disable my ad blocker to get the high-resolution quality type shit, right? All right. So I disable ad blocker. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get this shit. Yeah, I'm going to get this shit. And then um, this ad pops up in a separate window, completely jams the entire fucking um, browser. Yeah. And starts talking to me on my headphones because I was, I was all primed for a session. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it starts talking to this robot voice like, we have gathered your bank account details and no, no, no. And starts doing this fucking hectic primo trolling thing where it's jammed my whole browser and it's telling me I'm going to have to contact them to get all my information back and they're going to rob me and shit. And then um, I just fucking jacked them old school 90s motherfucking style and control or deleted that bitch and ended my, my fucking browser. Did it cook your mood? I was like, boom! No, I haven't even closed the computer since. I'm like, fuck you, motherfucker. A shit on your computing bullshit. So I think it's just a new fancy ad that is just designed to scare the fuck out of you kind of thing. But what would it be an ad for? I don't know. It did jam my shit up. But... At what point in the story did you come? Pretty early. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. It's the Cones and Doe Show. I'm Cones, that was Doe. We're here to talk about all the issues under the sun, from uh, funny stories about jacking off to uh, the war between Islam and the West, and everything in between. Sometimes I jack off about Islam and the West as well. Don't we all, don't we all? But, um, yeah, I suppose... I think that Mia Khalifa is getting pretty popular, yeah. Who is Mia Khalifa? Is she a... I think she's a Persian porn star. Are you, are you sure she's not just like Ecuadorian who puts on the kind of act and stuff? I think she, her parents at least immigrated from um, Iran or something. And like now that. they're living the American dream. And she's just making daddy proud. <coughs> what a what a sick sad world we live in. Which is making me proud anyway. Don't worry what your dad thinks. The kinds of dosha. It's pretty inspirational shit to be talking about over such a harmonious kind of Michael Jackson type fucking beat. Yeah, we're just trying to cover up the, the disharmony of the world. Um, but that's what we do here, try and turn shit into lemonade. <sighs> just came again, huh? Damn, good thing I got two pairs of trackies on. Do you actually have another pair of track pants under that? Yeah, the, um, the inside layer is a lot like, crispier than the outside layer. Crispier is in what, like crustier sort of, or yeah, so <sighs> papery. <laughs> Sorry, man, I was supposed to shower before you came around, but yeah, I was just so at peace. It's a pretty disgusting way to introduce our show. Um, <laughs> hope you've all been listening and enjoying. Um, we got- yeah, thanks to all of our uh, listeners. It's been um. It's been a pretty wild ride it's so been far. A pretty, some ups and downs and uh, twists and turns. That's sort of like, um, you know, I guess Tom Cruise's career, really. A fucking SoundCloud shot is uh, shooting up into the sky. Yep, exactly. Uh, sent us on some billboards and stuff, but, um, oh, I guess... It's bragging up the sky. Who's that? Is that Midnight Oil or something? Yeah, yeah that's a good voice. And you're doing the little dance. <laughs> um, well, I suppose I can start the show. You got my Garrett hands going. <laughs> 
the Parkinson's hands. You need some shake weights in those. But uh, <laughs> I suppose I can start the show with, with a joke just to sort of introduce us as well because this joke is sort of me being doe doing my American joke routine kind of thing. So this may be okay. So sorry, I know it's kind of cowardly to not claim the joke for myself, but I think it works better if I do you doing an American voice or whatever. Oh, don't make me laugh at me. I already do that too much. <laughs> well, see, you might not laugh at all. You never know. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm just a big kid at heart. I still invite my teachers to my birthday parties. Only now I try and fuck them. Yeah, that was good. You didn't get an actual laugh for yourself. So. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry to do that joke at you. It was very real. Yeah. Cutting to the core. Fuck, sorry. I was dude. Facebook creeping my fucking primary school teacher the other day. I'm yeah? Just, yeah, I'm out of control. Fuck, I didn't even know that. I probably wouldn't have done the joke if I'd known that. Yeah. Fucking hitting close to close to home base, mate. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> no, we'll, we'll leave that out of it. It's atrocious, mate. You know you know the male condition. Yeah, the male. I'm aware of the male condition. <laughs> Um, but I was, I was thinking of- I was talking to a, a friend of mine we'll leave them anonymous but um, about the sort of like oh fuck I've got to get off the jerking off and stuff but about porn and this kind of shit right yeah and about tastes in it and how you know at the start of the day it's like oh it could be like this sort of um pa- passion HD type shit like oh this loving kind of porn and then by like the ninth time or whatever by the end of the day or whatever it's just like oh, choking people out and just nasty shit that's just making you um try and try and get up to standard or whatever but then i was like i was telling my friend like oh it's a little bit too far the ones where they're full-on you know basically vomiting all over themselves from getting gagged so hard and then they've (laughs) actually got the doggy bowl on the floor and shit and Mm. they've got the girls like sort of semi-vomiting into these doggy bowls and shit on the floor and i was like that's a bit too far for me and i forgot the guy i was talking to has like a decently long-term girlfriend right and he's like oh I don't know, man. Sometimes that shit's pretty good. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! And I'm like, oh, and I totally, like, forgot because I haven't, like, had a long-term girlfriend for, like, a long time, right? Yeah. And then I'm, um, <laughs> like, ever. <laughs> so, so you've missed how mainstream values have evolved and now they include doggy bowls on the ground, sort of. It's like, shop it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I was like, obviously, I've seen that shit. So, like, there is some part of me that at some micro second or no, you well, know matter of minutes in time you're like yeah that shit's wild it's funny because i read in- i sort of in that moment talking to him i was like no i'm not really into that shit but it was like it was funny because he's like yeah i read like, in um vanity- in the context of having a long-term girlfriend that he's not necessarily getting on the greatest with at the moment he was sort of like no nah, that shit's rad and i'm like oh yeah because you want to do that to your girlfriend well, I read in Vanity Fair, in Vanity Fair that the la- sorry, ladies, but it was um, it was an intense conversation, and it made me laugh. The latest thing in Vanity Fair is that couples go out shopping at IKEA for dog bowls, so it's like a middle class sort of like pastime between couples now. That's yeah, but that's for the precursor kid, right? Oh, but maybe, yeah, I guess you're saying maybe I'm missing something. The new kids are pretty hip. You do see this shit pretty early. No, I'm even on. T- I'm talking about people our age, just couples and stuff. Yeah. You know, you might flick through and just buy the dog bowl and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At IKEA, or you can go to like you know what is it, Ralph Lauren or whatever. If you I want. might have been writing them off as all baby testing, but really, there's a bit of um, there's a bit of nasty going down. And I'm not sorry to um to all the ladies out there, obviously, because some some would like it and. You know, we've got to accommodate everybody. I don't know if I want to put my name to this episode so far. No? No. Well, that's good. <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone actually knows your, um, 
Conan the Librarian. Conan the Librarian. Well, this goes vaguely to it. We were talking about school recently, and it reminded me of a teacher we had who was more than a substitute, but not a real teacher. We're just calling him Mr. P. And um, he was from Africa originally, and I think South Africa. And he'd always wear, like, plaid shirts and stuff. And, like, the little Korean smart-ass kid in our class would teach him about it. He was like, oh, I am not wearing a tablecloth, Sung-ho. <laughs> These sort of things. And, uh, um, or you know, this Korean kid would always ask him how to pronounce a certain country in Africa. And he'd be like, it's called Niger, Sung-ho. Niger, like, with a knowing smile. <laughs> and it was fucked up because he was black and he was from South Africa. But he, he said some wise words. And you've talked about a certain teacher, Mr., uh, Mr. well, his last name starts with the letter e and t- getting something bad and negative stuck in your head but this guy had some quite wise words this mr p he came in and in the computer room when we were meant to be working on like whatever computer studies we'd often be playing instead this little flash game called slime volleyball where there's just two <laughs> of you one of you uses the wsad cards to move just i think back i vaguely forth. remember it yeah. yeah and jump it and you know the other person uses the arrow keys and uh after a while he'd come in back in and we're like oh i sort of pretend not to play and he came in these are wise words he's like sort of smiling but he's like <laughs> to the whole class i know your old tab tricks <laughs> so i think you should remember that when you're looking at some yeah of there were many endearing moments there i guess i'm just trying to um trying to fish for a bit of shit for the show occasionally but but i think the point is that he taught me is that someone always knows your old tab tricks <laughs> that fucking robot fucking NSA shit that was spying on your little uh, your little romance session. Was just oh, I control or deleted the shit out of that bitch. Task manager crashed that fucker. Yeah. Straight back to the jerkin. Fuck. And I almost had all your personal information. Yeah. That was me hacking you. Uh, I still haven't checked my bank account though, so that's probably a decent thing to do. True. And who knows what your webcam has been sending But it wasn't up. open at the time. That's why I reckon it's just like this supreme fucking pop-up troll thing that just tries to get you to submit your shit to them by fake fucking you you know well what were they asking for what was their end game with this was it just because freaking you out doesn't make anybody any money on its own like ransom oh so it said you had to pay this money to get yeah, your contact us because we're fucking we're getting into your shit right now and it was oh. like talking in my headphones i was like holy shit this is new level shit because usually I got ad blocker on and I haven't seen all this shit developing over the last few years. Mm. So like I've just been blocking that shit for years now and then like just got a little bit of a taste of these new pop-ups and damn. So you got a little preview of what it's going to be like when everyone's in VR, POV, porn, prisons and you haven't paid your electricity bill for four months? They're going to have to like... Osgrid's going to have to put these little kind of messages in your... Like what your emaciated body is there. Like you have not paid your power bill and you're like, oh, it's just about to come. It's oh. going to be like... Cring, cring. Law and Order SVU Cyber Rape Edition. Yeah, I think we brought the Cyber Rape. It is, yeah. It's yeah. going to become like a big thing. There's going to be a Law and Order spin-off about it. Beep, beep. I guess that justice sometimes isn't always served quickly, but it is served. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah! <laughs> so it's the wrong show, but you know. Yeah, so it's all the same <laughs> shit. It's all the same shit. I was shit, just but... imagining that little IO, AI computer putting some sunglasses on after saying your little quip. Yeah, the little, <laughs> those, little, those little cool sunglasses that drop down. But speaking of those fucked up shows like CSI, right? And while we're on it, you know, you get, you sort of think that there's this big establishment like ruling us all and shit. And um, I saw an NCIS ad and my girlfriend pointed out to me and she's like, hey, look at this. And it's like NCIS and they're just doing their normal shit. And then I hear like, oh, congratulations for your service. And it's like guest starring Michelle Obama. And Michelle Obama is like thanking the NCIS characters for their service. And I thought it was pretty it was pretty fucked up, but then again, Nixon used to give these FBI badges to, like, Elvis and shit back in the day as well, too. 
<laughs> so it's, you know... That- oh, it's all right for the first lady to get a bit of work. I kind of hate it more when Obama's on, like, fucking... The, the, it was funny, but the Zach Galifianakis show and yeah. just, you know, doing Reddit AMAs and all this fucking corny shit. Do you know he's played more golf than any, in office than any other president? Really? Yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and I'm also, making a point. <laughs> I saw, you know how people, you know how people have tried, you know, reactionaries and opponents have been trying for eight years to work out what the best name to call him, like Obama or Obongo is a pretty dirty one that I've seen, Obama. I've seen, but uh, this is probably the worst one, and it came up. It's a good thing it came up just before his time in office ended because it was uh, President Fuckboy Cry a lot. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty mean thing to call Obama. I think I think he's doing his best. The coolest part is that his um his mum is wider than my dick as well. Yeah, that's true. That is that is pretty cool, especially after it's been in your ass. Sorry, it's a quote from a Rambo movie. Was it meant in that context, in that Rambo movie? Or? Um, I think it's, yeah. They, f- they film gay scenes, but they usually get chopped out. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're talking, they're making a new Rambo, right? Rambo boys are back in town where they go to Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. So we brought that up last week and we'll be, we'll be following up on that. Um, I saw a pretty sort of clever little power play, I suppose you'd say, the other day. Um, it was a movie called Behind Enemy Lines, which I watched with Owen Wilson. You might have seen it as a NATO NATO pilot. And it's fucked because it's sort of like this, this effort to cast, like Hollywood tried to cast Owen Wilson as a leading man to see what he could bring in like an action role. Yeah. If if he could go the full Yeah. And he does, he does the first half an hour is him doing like his gay little fucking California surfer boy shtick. Like, I wonder what they pay us to fly with playing. I'm just a fly boy. I'm just a fly boy, but not a cool one. Just sort of like gay and goes on. And it's got some fucking awesome scenes where this like dirty track suited Serb paramilitary guy shoots them down <laughs> over Bosnia and basically chases him for like an hour and a half. And it's like him running away for an hour and a half of these dirty guys in track suits. But I was watching it and I was like, I've been seeing some stuff about the Balkan Wars recently. And I was like, these Serb paramilitaries are so disgusting in this movie. Like you don't usually get away with these days portraying any nationality as being as dirty as these guys are like sort of cheering over the wreckage of the fa 18 plane like they're monkeys and stuff like (laughs) i'm like oh this is so fucked they've got the serbian flag and everything and what i found out is that it was filmed in slovakia right (laughs) and because of its perceived anti-serb message but only but they couldn't hire any serbs to play the serb paramilitaries so the only people they could find in slovakia and who were volunteered were croats who had been fighting the Serbs. <laughs> so they're playing Serbs in this movie. They try and make them as and dirty, they them as dirty as they can. They all act like disgusting. I'm like, oh, why are you acting like such monsters and stuff? And it's because they're delegitimizing that historic enemy by pretending to be them. Hashtag end Serb face. <laughs> Get on that. But um, yeah, I thought that was a pretty psychotic thing, but it makes the movie better. So maybe, maybe Hollywood should look into that for a few things, getting Jews to play Arabs and all the rest of it. I might go out in Serb face next Halloween. <laughs> Is that Christopher Walken when he's Serbian, I think? Hi, <laughs> hi, I'm Christopher Walkanski. Did you have anything you wanted to talk about next, Conan? No, that's it. I think we've covered Serbia. That's done. That's done. I haven't fucked a Serbian since 1983. Well, I haven't had a Captain's day. Log. <laughs> Do you remember that? It did turn into a bit of a um, fucking walk in Shatner there. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that old at G Fox place? He showed it was that porn video. And it's this guy, and he's pretty weedy, and he's like, 
Now oh. I'm in your eyes, yeah. I'm looking at I'm gonna come. Um, yeah, that one was crazy. I forgot about that. I forgot about this. This is a guy who sings Holly Fox. But sorry for this point heavy show. But that's that's another one. But the one I'm thinking of is this sort of weedy, like ratty, like a pretty disgusto looking guy. He's he's pounding away, and he's like, I haven't had a job in four years. No one, no one will hire me, but I can still fuck. And he says it so earnestly. It's sort of um. Probably. That video actually made me jealous now. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, you're, you're halfway there. Because I think I had a shitty job at the time and everything. Well, you're halfway I mean, there. God then, damn yeah. it. Mm. Still, God doesn't have a job and he can still fuck. <laughs> I don't think it's that I hard. think I was depressed at the time though, so. It's all through those glasses you're wearing. Yeah, I know. My glasses are fucked. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I probably should just look back on school as the... Uh, massive privilege that it was instead of like getting butthurt about some um insecure fucking old man giving me shit in the classroom because i was a bit too psychopathic slash masculine for that style of education <laughs> yeah well i understand too we just had a different learning style one that sort of involved not paying attention um yeah well if some some motherfucker like carl sagan taught you mathematics in context at high school hmm. it would be quite a lot more exciting than them describing Oh, this thing on the board that looks like a piece of shit that you don't want to learn. Oh, that applies to this really cool thing. So learn it. Like that's yeah. the way they sort of approached it in our school. But I don't think you and can. I was like, that doesn't really make it interesting. I don't know. Me. You can't blame it too much because I love I love history now. Modern history. I absolutely I like love hands it on shit. learning. Yeah, but no, I love history. I love reading about. It. I love everything about it. Whereas in high school, I was like, eh, like sort of half paid attention. But I guess didn't you care. are way just... more of a bitch than me, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, looking back on my life as such an effeminate piece of shit as well for such a long time but. yeah you are you know he who was it plato but it was said, a good sick burn though man yeah well you know plato said he who labels another a bitch is that bitch himself yeah and he knew, what we all? He knew what he was talking about because he was a fucking yeah, bitch he was you know? a fucking bitch yeah he's a cave problem going and freud wanted to fuck his mum. so what are we all thinking about well, Freud was just a... Freud's fucking grandson just He got, said he wanted to fuck his mum, so then he accused the entire human race of yeah. wanting to fuck Oh, totally. Mom. Like, oh, good on you, Freud. <laughs> Keep doing the coke, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, fucking... His grandson just got convicted of, like, serious kind of child sex offences, right? And I hadn't heard much about him. I knew his, his son, Lucian, was a, a painter of abstract, horrible modernist certain bullshit um but uh his, his grandson some of freud just got arrested for all this child touching and i saw his picture on the news story and i was like oh my god you could have just showed me that guy's picture and i would have put him in jail for 60 years you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like even freud he's got that slightly distrustful sort of face along with Karl marx and certain other rootless cosmopolitan intellectuals of europe in the past um but you know they, they've added something to our to our kind of uh what historic dialogue yeah it seems like the trials and tribulations of your life really do appear on your face after a while yeah totally that's why the um old politicians look like that but what about the fresh face like they're sickened by themselves yeah merkel looks more and more like fucking emperor palpatine every day when i say oh yeah (laughs) some people say it's the stress like oh bomber goes gray because like oh it's such a stressful job but it's more like oh just like crushing those feelings of all these dead babies down in his stomach. <laughs> Even if he is detached from it, like 
by three degrees or something <laughs> yeah. and a robot <laughs> yeah like madeline albright saying when asked you like, still feel bad yeah about it though, when right? madeline albright they asked her make whether the half a, half a million dead iraqi children was worth the sanctions and she said i think it was worth it and yeah she sort of got that face like george soros and sigmund freud and, <laughs> and marx and everything they've just been staring into the the abyss forever yeah. but unfortunately the problem is that they are all jewish and i'm a little bit offended by your anti-semitism as well <sighs> You always end up there. It's a touchy subject. It is literally a touchy subject in the case of Freud. What What happened to my people wasn't not all right. (laughs) Who are your people? I don't know. I can claim quite a lot. Yeah? Yeah. Crips, blood, I could be like, oh, Scottish, like, oh, what the UK doing to Scottish right now? Oh, and I could claim that. Or I could be like, oh, I'm English. And then I could be like, yeah. We used to rule shit, but now we're just shit, but we're still sleeper cells of the world. Well, I'll tell you what, we wouldn't have a fucking HR industry if it weren't for fucking Brits coming over here with that pompous fucking know-it-all bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I work in recruitment. Like, oh, cool. Like, (laughs) you're a fucking parasite. (laughs) Um, That's not based on anyone in particular, but just a widespread sort of experience that I've had with uh, Pommy Gits working in the old human resources and recruitment industries. Yeah. The HR departments are probably one of those um, offices that would be a candidate for a German company like um, Whirlpool or what's another one, like Siemens or something, to just yeah. install some sort of devices into their to their meeting rooms. New TV, like new TVs yeah. and stuff, you mean, yeah. right? Yeah, IBM could install some stuff, maybe. Um, just special technology that yeah. sort of... <laughs> Bayer could like spray the room first and stuff, yeah. Nullifies the policies that come out of there for good, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, other businesses, they offer kind of solutions. We want sort of. Sorry, you put the seed in my head after accusing me of anti Semitism. Now I'm sort of going with it. So. <laughs> That's what they did to start the whole thing. Wink, wink. <laughs> Can't see that shit. Say no more. I turned the Jews into the HR department. <laughs> well, they're shape shifted. <laughs> No, I mean that. I think, and they are the ones that don't want you to say bad stuff about them. But this is what it's all. Fu- it's all funny. In the office, the HR department. Yeah, the HR. Oh, shit, what were you fucking talking about? Damn. God damn. Yeah, fucking. I'm an anti-Semite. Yeah, I worked for this HR chick called fucking Emily Schindler, and when she used to go around and like have to tick people up each month to fire them, it was fucked up. Um, that was They'd pretty- lose all the color in their body. Yeah, and just absolutely. Turn black and white. Absolutely. Yeah. She was always wearing red. It's weird. <laughs> Um, but it's all well and good having a crack and having a laugh at this, but, uh, you know, I'm being disingenuous about it. It's just fun being like a naughty boy playing with fire when you're told not to play with the matches. But a lot of, a lot of Jewish people have contributed heaps to our society from Einstein to whatever, to Seinfeld, to like any number of writers, Noam Chomsky, you know. And apolo- apologies in advance for the callousness because I'm just like in a weird mood. But um, at this point, it's basically like making fun of the Bible or Disney or something where that's so far far detached from world war Two as the generation that we're born we've learned a lot about it but fuck yeah that's all, true all the <laughs> all my grandparents are dead you know that generation's almost gone yeah it's it seems like we're just talking about disney and shit they told me to never forget but that's fucking horrible see i told you it needed an apology in they, advance. <laughs> they, they said to me never forget but i wasn't even there in the first place so i didn't oh, remember jesus christ i need a punch in the face yeah you, you do need a bit of a punch in the face um well <laughs> well that's something interesting i'm lucky you're jewish yeah that is true you that's a good word for me that is my get out of free get out of jail get out of hell free card um 
I saw a weird thing today where, you know how leftists are usually the left side and progressivists are, and uh, are supportive of homosexual rights? It was this super left Stalinist group that says that homosexuality is actually not something natural, but it's the result of capitalist bourgeois decadence. And they don't call them gay, they call them Uranians. I was like, that's the most niche political thing I've seen in a while. They're like, the working class's revolution have been betrayed because like homosexuality is a product, the ultimate sort of product of capitalist decadence and destruction of the family. Yeah, but it brings a lot of culture and good art and shit as well. Yeah. So at the same time, I guess I'll give him credit because I do watch way too much of his shit, but Milo Yiannopoulos um, has this, this pretty epic rant shit that I've heard him do in a few, few different talks about how gay men should go back in the closet, right? <laughs> and it's pretty compelling because he, he, he fucking diffuses you in so many different ways during it. He's like... Oh, basically shits on not shits on straight people but you know how provocative it yeah. is so it's like gay people are smarter than you right by average like sure. they've got higher IQs um, now when they're getting married and all this stuff and they're out in the open they're being encouraged to live regular lifestyles yeah. um, it sort of takes the fun out of it they become normal people and they're Absolutely. not pursuing these crazy things right yeah that's honesty yeah so when they're in the closet and they're leading the double life of being like gay at night and doing all this sketchy yeah. like dangerous stuff which yeah. is that mass like, what if somebody sees on masculine appealing yeah. ooh, dangerous it's a bit better than this free-for-all fucking pride event orgy stuff we have here where there's <laughs> nothing left to the imagination i know what you mean like these classy like 50s kind of intellectual gays and from oscar wilde the or... clincher yeah was that because they were living those double lives and it wasn't as accepted, hmm. they would be breeding with their wives to keep the charade going. Oh, so fuck. they're passing down the genetics of high IQ and shit. And now these gay guys that get married and adopt a kid or do all this like, you know, PC culture type shit, they're not de donating their um, shit to the gene pool. Fuck. And they're fucking, um, you know, the, the brilliant gay man is dying out and they're just becoming these sort of suburban fucking domesticated faggots. Fuck, he is, <laughs> he is pretty good. Fuck, that's, I, that makes it's me so, like... It was such a good spin That makes it, me yeah. like even more because you know what I read today is I think it's been planned before but aborted before um, is that he says in a few weeks' time he's going to lead a gay rights march through Sweden's most yeah, Muslim neighbourhood. That's epic. In Milmo, so I hope that goes ahead. Um, pushing the contradictions, as Marx might have said. So fuck yeah, Milo. I'm into your shit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'd ram you, but I'm, you know, I'm only like 5% gay. Would you let I just him... put like a little bit of the tip in, I guess. Would, would you let him ram you? You'd let him fuck you. I'd at least jerk you off and shit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, right? Yeah, I've grown up a bit. Well, on that note, if you had to fuck, marry, kill, <laughs> Mars, Venus, or Uranus, what would that be? Everyone's gay when they grow up. Um, Mars, yeah, Uranus, and good. Venus. Yeah. This really goes to the heart of what we've been talking about. Um. Mm. That's difficult. Because I like the um, insanity of Venus. Or is it Mars and Venus? And what's the other one? Uranus. Uranus. Oh, so that's the... Oh, okay. Oh, you're a, you're a lunatic. Oh, damn. I have, to, I have to get segregating like that? Yeah. Oh, damn it. All right. What am I into? It's carefully planned. Yeah. Yeah. Talk me through your thinking process. Mars. What would you do with Mars? Well, I'm, I'm going to marry Venus. Sure. The feminine and the gassy... 
A rocky, gassy, hot... I don't want to kill Mars because I'm sort of part of Mars. Yeah, you've got that mass. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be the last Martian and Mars dies? Oh, that's getting a bit... You're tweaking FMK a little bit here. Yeah, I guess it's fine. You can't tweak MKR, so you can't... Well, that's those. my gut instinct, so okay. kill Mars, marry Venus, and fuck your anus! Settle down, bro, settle down. I don't swing that way. Not your anus. Yeah. Well, you know, you have to specify these things, but... All right, cool. Depends on your three-dimensional coordinates. Um, yeah, exactly. Apparently, Google's updated Google Earth, and it includes more than 700 trillion pixels, which is more than there are fucking, I think, stars in the universe. <laughs> so that's that sort of fucked me up a little bit. I might have to check that out, because I love a bit of a geo-fucking geocaching. That is the moment the singularity is going to happen. What? When, this? when the amount of bits of information in Google... Hmm. reaches a google oh, no a googleplex a googleplex yeah so then it's like and it all freezes and the whole universe just yeah there'll be no just alt- dies resets sort of we just get alt tab tricked and go to the next universe fuck we, yeah fuck yeah we do we're just in yeah. we're, just, we're just playing slime volleyball <laughs> in another fucking cosmos and shit and mr p will come in like i know your alt tab universe tricks oh i'm gonna dmt hard fucking reset that shit yeah I hope we. I hope there's still some traces of our BIOS that get carried over there. No, it's all gone. I wouldn't be holding on to false hope. Yeah, it's gonna be nothing left. It'll be like ancient civilizations trampled into the dirt. Waking up as the dick of the devil. <laughs> I don't know. It could be cool to be the great destroyer for a while. Well, fucking speaking of, we were talking earlier. Oh, I don't know whether this puts him in the good or the bad one, but Robert Oppenheimer who was one of the godfathers of the atomic bomb. Um, I've been reading about him recently. And he was, he was a brilliant fucking Jewish guy or whatever. And he worked with Gen, uh, General Groves, who was like your pudgy classic... I thought you were going to say General Grievance. Yeah, General Grievance. No. <laughs> um, General <laughs> Groves. So, you know, Oppenheimer was like the lanky super intellectual. He studied like the classics at Oxford and astrophysics and everything and basically invented the bomb that was also the smartest humanities guy kind of in America. So he got just picked to be on the bomb project with General Groves, who was like the gruff army general to run it. And together they got it blown up. And uh, yeah, after <laughs> after the explosion, Trinity, as it was known, was set off in the New Mexico desert. Uh, Oppenheimer's words, they're all saying crazy shit. People are like, I can't believe it and stuff. And he stared at it and quoted from an old Hindu scripture, which said, I am become death, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> and that's about the closest anyone's ever got to meaning it. So... That's, you would feel pretty fucking you'd feel pretty pumped if you let off the first nuke huh you like you want to go clubbing or... <coughs> oh sorry dog that shit's bitey you want to let off some steam yeah the earlier version of that uh is the is it Alfred Nobel oh yeah 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 and <laughs> before before all his peace and love shit he invented TNT and yeah it makes you wonder, like, after doing something like that and knowing that you're responsible for so many, so many fucking deaths, you'd be trying to do something in your lifetime to counteract that as being your legacy for the rest of your life. You know what's even more fucked than that? The guy that... But wrote, I'm going to remember him for TNT and dead bodies and shit, though. Well, deal with this. The guy who wrote Amazing Grace later went on to become one of the biggest slave traders in the world. After he, he wrote Amazing Grace, he was like a chap... A chaplain guy in England who became 
super involved in the slave trade from West Africa to America. And he wrote Amazing Grace, which is like one of the most beautiful, like, Negro spirituals. Yeah, it almost makes you sick to your stomach yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. It makes me disgust. Yeah, <laughs> fucking disgusting. Well, I guess um, at the end of that um, that white guy's movie, Moonwalker, in the 80s, yeah. they do have that... Um, that African song, like can't you see the moon is walking? But it's just sort of like this white, this white guy appropriating it and shit, and getting these um, Africans in there. <coughs> we never really could have kept Africa down with that sort of spiritual protest and stuff. We just can't match that. They own, <coughs> own, own that shit. I yeah. fucking love, um, like yeah, what, I love what African have, protest songs. <laughs> what, what do we have here? Like na 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 da 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 da. Like oh, whatever. And it's like yeah. we're going to kill the white occupier. Take our land back. Take our land back. In like two part improvised harmony, or twelve part improvised harmony. So <laughs> how can, how do we beat that? That's the that's the revenge for slavery, I guess. And them singing Amazing Grace so good, it makes you feel so guilty each time that you hear that from now on. But whose revenge is that? It's just just pain and suffering for nothing, really. Yeah, it's cool how we've evolved so differently, yet we're just essentially just the same. It's so fucked up. Like, I can see how <coughs> that, how the different aspects of our species, because <coughs> racial divide is kind of a weird thing. Like, it's more we are humans that have just sort of gone in these different direction. It's not really like you're separated as far as you think, but no. when you think about culturally and how, and how isolated from each other you are, like I was watching, um, this Norwegian docu movie kind of, or like based on true story movie about the 1200s where this Hakon Hakonsen, um, was like this little baby who was a bastard son of a king and the king gets killed and all this shit and then they're trying to like hide this little baby <laughs> and take him around to save him so he can be the next king sure because um after the king died the baglers in norway and shit were with the catholic church mm-hmm. so they were trying to sort of get ownership or you know of the throne of norway so that mm-hmm. then it would almost be like rome is running shit in sure. norway again so it was sort of like the story of how Norway kept its independence sort of sure, thing okay. in this time in the 1200s. And it was pretty dope, but it was like they were going around on these heaps rudimentary skis, which I thought was fucking cool. That's pretty cool. So they're going around with just like the strap, like, you know, just a strap on yeah. a piece of wood that goes over your foot. And That's they're just awesome. like, oh, doing all this cool skiing around, like apparently in 1200. So I don't know how real that shit is. That's fucking right. But if that's real, that's dope. And then um, when they were in sort of this blizzard or snowstorm type deal and the guy's injured and shit, and she's trying to nurse the guy to back to health. She's just like, oh, here, and just gives him straight fish oil. And she's just like nourishing him with like, oh, just drink this fish oil. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. It's like, fuck. It's weird how we, like, as white people, it seems like we've developed somehow from snow monkeys and isolation up in the mountains and all that fucking, uh, you know, ice age type shit. And it seems like potentially, you know, like the Africans and stuff like that have found this nook of the world that didn't get as cold maybe mm. i don't know and just haven't had to live like that well if you're saying that the cold climate that europeans moved into forced them 
to sort of be selected, naturally selected for traits of preparedness. A lot more isolated, a lot more internalized. Yeah, internalized, having, being able to like, yeah, just do it yourself and like, you know, family structure and local family structure and a lot of individualism. And if you were saying that, that, that. And super xenophobic. Yeah, yeah. But that sort of, that fear and that protection is what led to sort of the enlightenment and Western values. And that makes white people superior. Then you're a fucking racist. (laughs) Fucking straw man in me, dog. Quit straw man in me, dog. I didn't do shit. Just straw dog you instead. God damn it. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not... I don't... You're saying the wizard of motherfucking Oz? Look, to be honest, I don't even want to get involved. Do I look like the motherfucking scarecrow? Speaking of white people, here's a good quote, actually. <laughs> well, speaking of... What's the scarecrow? The man without a... What's he got in Wizard of Oz? Is he the man that lacks courage or... No, that's the cowardly lion. What's the scarecrow? He's scared? Doesn't he not have a... Is it not have a heart? Not have a heart, maybe? Well, speak- oh, no, Tin Man doesn't have a heart. Speaking of that, yeah. So what Tim- is it? Does he have no brain? I think just... The- if I only had a brain. <laughs> He's a dumb cunt, isn't he? All right, well, that works quite well. Okay, because this is a EU President Juncker. He's like this faceless kind of bureaucrat who's risen, risen to be head of the EU and stuff, right? And he's like Belgian or something. But this is such a cool quote. I would invite those in Europe who try to change the migration agenda we have adopted... I would like to remind them to be serious about this and not to give in to these basic reactions that I do not like. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool, straight up. <laughs> Him just saying, I don't like this. Uh, sorry, on a, on a semi-unrelated note, it is politics still. Sure. Um, and I know like, even some of our listeners probably get sick of it. And at the end of the day, honestly, I really don't give a fuck. And I guess that's where this is, is going a little bit. Is that if you think about it, pre-Obama coming in, even if we rule out all the shit before it with the Bushes and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. When Obama was just coming in, it seemed like, oh, this guy's going to change all this shit and it's going to yeah. be fucking amazing. And like this really positive thing. And there was like this high expectation. Yeah, right? sure. And it seems like it's just been status quo shit. Quite a lot. Of, you could, if you were a like, conspiracy nutter, you could gravitate to a lot of facts and say, oh, this is the worst and this is the worst and he's been the worst at this and that. But essentially, he was going to do all this good shit and it's just been the same shit, right? Yeah. So it makes me kind of like, I guess like you know, the corner of my mouth turn up a bit like ha ha ha. When I read on these news sites, all these motherfucking lefty butthurt motherfuckers just writing all these crazy scare articles and shit about how it's going to be super fucked up when Trump gets in. <laughs> yeah. and all these celebrities coming out saying how it's going to fuck their life up and stuff like yeah. Aziz Sansari and even uh-huh. Louis C.K. I love yeah. I love Louis C.K. I like some Ansari bits and shit, but yeah. even Joe Rogan and shit just seems like he's so politically far down that rap- specific rabbit hole that mm. you just get blind to a certain thing once it seems like it becomes about an agenda. I don't know. Maybe it's just because there's so much information. None of us on this fucking planet can know enough about everything that you're going to get everything right. Yeah. But it just, it's going to, it was so fucking great with Obama and then it's the same shit. It's so bad with fucking Trump. It's just going to be the same fucking shit. Yeah, and if it's not, that's a good thing because like both sides have just been doing the same shit forever. So the fact that maybe something <coughs> is going to 
going to happen. At least it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, I mean, let's be honest. The, the- but, like, I get the, oh, fuck, I'm glad when this fucking shit's going to be over because fuck American politics. But, no, but the, the only is- reason I get attracted to it is because it seems at the end of the day it's slightly more important than our fucking local politics anyway. Yeah, but, like- no, but it's a global th- <laughs> It's a global thing. Like, look at the- Aside from gay marriage, we haven't got that shit right. And weed, let's get that shit right. Look at the Brexit vote that just happened, that vote against all the advice of the establishment in Britain who said to remain in the EU, the British voted to leave the British people. And that was sort of that same populist anger that sort of supports Donald Trump. It's just the British white working class, sort of lower middle class version of it or whatever. Yeah, make and, Britain great again. Yeah, I think we Britain, predicted yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, and it's sort of, it is this super quick rising populist sort of energy that's upending politics and stuff right now at the moment. So it seems to me as a keen observer that things have sped up a little bit and they will get a bit a bit hectic. And, you know, I know you say like, oh, it doesn't matter because, you know, Obama didn't do this much and stuff, but I still... You know, maybe it's just an aesthetic thing, but you, yeah, you know, know what, what no, I'm saying is the aspirate, like the expectations. But we're so like, cynical oh, about so it. So high for him, it's so low for him. It's just going to be in there somewhere. We're more cynical about it now. So I think. I'm doing hand actions on a radio show. Part of it, <laughs> well, part of what you part, part of what you were talking about that appeal, that excitement for him that then faded away. That's contributed to the general air of cynicism, which is like a lot of people, whether you're supporting Clinton or whether you're supporting Trump. It's sort of more just because you're bitter at the other side. That's what's driving not, it. Not even. I'm not bitter at either. I, no, I, I'm not saying you I are. I don't I'm engage what necessarily drives. with either side in a hundred percent way, and I don't think normal people ever do. Yeah. You know, like if you're if you're a hundred percent behind some other dude's ideas, like you're you're a fucking sheep. Like you've got to try and figure some shit out. If you're just going to buy that shit, you're going to end up in Waco with that dude fucking your wife and trying to keep everyone away so that he can fuck as many wives as possible. You know. You can't just buy some dude's shit. Like, oh, I'm, I'm your personal but Jesus. But if you mother. thought like that and you were Marty McFly, you never would have had this sick adventure back in the day. You had to trust that the fucking doc knew I'm what he was doing. I'm not don't trust anyone. I'm just, a, you know, I can't trust you for every aspect of everything that I'm going to get information for in yeah, my but life. It's not and about, I know that and most people know that. But Yeah, but we're not, this is the thing about politics. People saying, oh, it's, it's so vague. No, and no, it's no. So like, it was sort of, we pretend, oh, we're weighing up their policies and stuff, but it's sort of, it's a gut feeling that people come to. We always try and empiricize it and measure it and stuff. Yeah, but I see what you mean. It is at its core sort of an emotional appeal. And it's a bit of a, bit of a charade yeah. because at the end of the day, people know people. Yeah. People, I'm fallible. People who know you know people. you're fallible. You know, like in some positions, even if it's like a bit cheeky or something, we might do something to benefit each other or our families and all that kind of stuff. Oh, you want to, you know, like it's just in people and shit. Yeah. And to think that goes away when you get to this specific level of power, it exactly. doesn't really. Like it kind of grows yeah, most of the time. To think that somebody like wouldn't be using just this podcast as this shell corporation to funnel all their kind of secret fucking money through. I did, yeah. Oh, fuck, did I say that on the mic? I got I got Trump so many supporters in the States. Yeah, I was clicking on that Brexit referendum and shit a million times, pretending I was and in I'm North Korea. And I'm still getting paid, still getting paid. <laughs> getting paid to vote. Isn't that the best life? Wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> Just getting paid to vote. <laughs> <laughs> that Brexit shit is pretty fucked. Yeah, it's cool. It's that... It's, that, it's, it's that the same Trump, thing again. It's like... Trump loved Brexit. Trump, yeah, it's like, yeah. whoop-de-doo. It's like, they're going to try and do the shit on their own. At the end of the day, it might take them five or ten years and they may end up being in a better position, but... It's sort just, of a crazy All this knee-jerk social media reactions to everything, it just, yeah, it's, it's made fine. the world such a volatile fucking place yeah. to just, like, exist verbally or online or yeah. whatever. You just got to withdraw into your own head and go play in La La Land. <laughs>
That's a good fucking. That's a good fucking thing. That's a good advice. Well, they poisoned everything else. <laughs> Sounds like that, but they, as if they haven't got to your oh, mind. I'm just joking. As if I'm they haven't poisoned your mind. Your mind as well. If they've poisoned everything else, they've poisoned <clears throat> our minds. Let's be honest. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think I was starting out trying to say that I'm pretty indifferent to it, and I think that it's that vested interest in like this is going to do this or this is going to do that instead of taking just a tiny bit of personal responsibility in your life and trying to say hello to some dude in the street and be nice about it and then like my biggest guilty thing about those is like I used to try and do that a bit when I hadn't quite grown up enough yet right sure. and then when people wouldn't respond to me I'd be like muttering my way up the street and shit like a motherfucker yeah, I've seen you do this sad, sad muttering day yeah. like, like such a fucked up gun right and then it's good because I've finally got over that stage and it is like you're just comfortable with yourself. You try and be nice to people and stuff and then it just sort of work, starts working out and shit. But Do you ever still think in your head walking along the street like, oh yeah, this fucking gun, this fucking gun. <laughs> this gun stole my phone. I think I've thought that before. Yeah, no, I'm sure we all do that. I'm, I'm positive everyone sees that. You see the looks fucking strangers give each other on the street sometimes. So disdainful sometimes. We just can't get along. It's like, uh, just an impediment. So yeah, Brexit could just be nothing, or it could be World War Free, World War Free, World War Free. Well, I've got a bit of as well. <laughs> so I was doing unwritten law with a fucking yeah. British accent England, for the times. England five, Germany one. It's World War Free. We're out of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the English soccer team just lost to Iceland as well. Too. It's all right. We can play Britain versus Europe now. <laughs> <laughs> Which way do you reckon the Gallagher brothers voted? They probably voted to get out, right? Fuck you, uh... Voted? Yeah, in the referendum. <laughs> Noel Gallagher and shit, they would have been like... like mate, your, uh, mate, mate, did you vote today? Like, what? My baby's dead man on the floor. No, did you vote today? Skag. Skag in the fucking needle cunt. <laughs> Skag in the needle... <laughs> Those Oasis brothers, fuck. That story of them... Record- they had a breakdown in communication. I think that was the last conversation they had before Oasis broke up. No, well, there was one... And I'll always love Oasis for this. They want the unplugged performance. One of them kind of, like, had a fight with the other one on stage, like Noel or whatever, <laughs> and quit playing and went up into the audience to heckle the other one while he <laughs> kept playing at that unplugged performance. Uh, fucking asshole. I don't know. It's hard to um, it's hard to imagine racism the same way when we've all grown up with like Michael Jordan and shit like that, and grown up just aspiring almost to be these African Americans and shit like that, right? But the only thing that stopped me from being like, oh, I want I want to be black. I want to be black, like a full on wigger, right? Was like I would never want to wake up in black heaven with God screaming "World Star" in my face. World star, motherfucker! Welcome to heaven. Fuck. You got knocked the fuck out. Fuck. <laughs> That's one of the worst white face jokes I've ever seen. I think. Wake up, boy! You dead. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't steal that from Cat Williams, dude. <laughs> I might sell it to him. <laughs> hey, man. 
the guy needs a hand at the moment. He's been fucking getting punched out by little kids and stuff. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't he have MS or something? He's definitely got um, fake ADHD or some shit. AD crack D. That's true. Yeah, I don't M- know. He's got METH. Well, you know. Syndrome. I, I wish all the best for the African-American people and their struggle towards, you know, justice and pride and identity. <laughs> My brain is so fucking racist today. I thought you were going to say sobriety. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Reckon- what a fucking asshole. No, that's, that's Arabs that wins the, win the sobriety one. Yeah, Arabs are kind of like just straight edge, eh? Well, yeah. Like the straight edge counts of the religious world. Well, how many of the straight... Always breaking the rules and pretending to be straight edge? That's what I'd like to see, a little documentary with straight edge people who break that shit. Like, what sort of guilt do you have when you're, like, breaking that? Like, it's not like you're betraying Allah, it's just betraying your fucking, like, hardcore scene or whatever. Like, are they fully upset about it? If they they break edge and shit? (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if there's some version of Sharia law for straight edge like emo kids. I think it's just because like most... you get stomped the fuck out if they catch you fucking drinking and shit. <laughs> I have a vague theory. I have a vague theory because I know that the, the straight edge gang sort of started in like Salt Lake City was a big place for it. So my theory is that it was sort of that Mormon identity transferred as rebellious kids onto this <laughs> fucked up new kind of thing. It's because you know how Mormons can't you can't you're not meant to drink coffee and everything like that. It was just them being like, oh, this ain't your daddy's you know, Mormonism. I guess Mormons are sort of like, if we make this life a living hell, then the next life has to be heaven. No way. I don't know. <laughs> I saw this little village. I saw this little village where they all live and it's sort of built into the rocks in like remote Utah. And all the men looked really happy. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they had all these wives. They farmed their little fucking neighborhood. It was out in the middle of nowhere. They seem to be doing all right. Yeah. Could be worse, right? You Some know? of their eyes are starting to look like they're getting a little bit close together, though. <laughs> a it's, little bit. It's a bit fucked up. They just cross the border to Arizona and uh, kidnap some kids in a raid, I think, and take them back, and it's all done. I mean, there's worse things to join in the world, I guess. <laughs> like, being a Buddhist monk's, like, you know, sort of romantic, but it would get to you after a while. Like, oh, just this, like, hot temple place. <laughs> all these other fucking dudes in saffron robes. Like, oh, <laughs> not again. But, you know, I guess, you know... Yeah, I couldn't do that shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah a lot of people could die, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell you about a, um, a date I had with this girl recently, but a gentleman never fists and tells. Sure does have it all. What can you say? You got to keep them rapid fire though. Like, oh, hey, hey, whoa! Got the editing, bro. Well, you know, okay, that was a good joke. <laughs> it was a good joke, but I was thinking that you know, it's a common saying, and it means quite a lot too. Is that when something really hits you in your gut, and it's like, why is that such a visceral? It's like it hits you at something at your essence, and it's because your gut's halfway between your heart and your genitals, so it's getting those two aspects of human sort of, you know, feeling. And that's why it's in the your perfect gut... perfect mix. It meets. That's probably some chakra shit I'm stealing that from. Some chakra. That's probably why Deep Throat feels so good. For who? 
<laughs> I don't mind which way you want to swing it, but I think I'm the penetrator. Is that really what you took from it? Penetrator. Yeah, in the gut, you feel it right in your gut. <laughs> uh, fuck. That's rough. <laughs> uh, you fucked me up then. Okay. Sorry, man. Sorry. I'm sorry. I think I've been listening to too much Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, it just that must just be on loop in people's like heads when they're serial killing out in the darkness. Shut up, Jess. Yeah, shut up. Shut up. Look, stab him. I got a feeling. It is a pretty sinister song. Tonight's gonna be a good night. I have to say, if I... Oh, was... that's right. You showed me a remix with this fucking psycho... Psycho music. <laughs> 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 I gotta say, if I was involved in that sort of shit, I'd probably be listening to that fucking Eminem track where it's like with his daughter taking that kind of... Like, come on, we're taking mommy down to the water. That one there. Kim or whatever it's called. But Black Eyed Peas, I'd chuck that on some mix. Yeah. Maybe R.E.M. Only with, like, since Fergie joined. Yeah. 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 I'd probably chuck on It's the End of the World as We Know It by R.E.M. Bit of Crowded House. That'd be my killing soundtrack. And Lady Lumps. Oh, man. That's... <laughs> you probably have to stab someone to Lady Lumps, though. Maho, maho, maho! I suppose so. Um, On a shit plane. Up in the sky. Uh, well, I mean, that's sort of the thing we, the sort of things we talk about on Cones and Do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for tonight. <laughs> I think we still got some I'm things not. across. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what this sounds like, but congratulations for listening. I mean, uh, <laughs> congratulations. Um, <laughs> We're just, just sort of uh, parting it off here. Good job, listeners. Yeah, good job, listeners, for, for sticking this far. But check out some of our old ones. and uh, Check us out when we're sponsoring UFC 200. I'm sure you can find an episode that'll make you want to unsubscribe. Yeah. So you'll get there. Yeah. When you hit that, you know that you're a true listener. Is Conor McGregor going to fight Mike Tyson or what? We need something back in the show. Oh, actually, I think I told you a good... A good um, a, Cones and Doe Movie Corner. Yeah. Coming this summer. Yeah. It's a time travel movie. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like about fight matches, right? Fight matchups and shit, right? Mm. But it's, I'd say it's sort of got this vague Blade Runner kind of style to it, like in the semi-near future. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically the... i got to stop saying fucking basically. Yeah. Um, the premise is that the time travel technology has been discovered by the government and they're only allowed to use it in these specific instances to try and further science, like by getting like, ooh, an Einstein clone and shit. So basically it's based off this uh, weird shit I saw on this Brian Green show episode about Mm -hmm. quantum teleportation and how when they can put you in some sort of device that can figure out every single particle in your body, Mm. which in that show they were saying would probably have to destroy you as a person sure. so that it could figure out every particle right and then it transports you quantum quantum teleports you to this other receiver module thing that has empty particles that mm-hmm. can be processed in it right sure. and then 
they've already been linked by the, you know, this this process that's known as what um, spooky action by Einstein and shit. Sure. And so it's basically two particles that exist in a different time and space at the same time but share the same properties. Absolutely. And they've figured out a way to manipulate one particle and then send it across a space to faster than light yep. speed. Yeah, faster than light speed to, to appear on the other side yep. in this like empty particle. So they're saying using that shit, you could maybe zap someone. So in my movie, they've t- I've taken it a step further, where you can then like go back into the past mm. and like analyze every particle of the dude's body, but not fuck up the time timeline or whatever. You just analyze them and then bring a clone version into the future to the empty particles in the future and shit. Yeah. So they'll bring back like all these like scientists and shit trying to do this stuff. Um, and then there's some huge mega fight company like the UFC or something that's become so big now that they've got all these like mob ties and government ties and all this mm-hmm. shit. And they somehow secured the only corporate deal to be allowed to um, go back into the past to acquire guys at the best time in their career for fight matchups. Yeah. So that they can get like, yeah, Tyson versus Ali and all these fucking crazy fights and shit, right? <laughs> awesome, yeah. Because they are this <laughs> monopoly fight company and shit. And sure. like, yeah, sort of running with the government and shit. But I guess the twist in the movie is that um, basically the clones are destroyed after each use. Sure. So, like, they bring Einstein back, figure a bit of cool shit out, and then like, oh, this is a bit like, oh, it's not really moral to have these clones running around, like, yeah. having double lives in different times and shit. We sort sure. of got what we need, and then they kill the clones, like, in this sure. humane way or some <laughs> yeah, shit, right? Yeah, yeah. And I guess the movie would be about one of these um, famous clones that they bring back to the future escaping and then sort of trying to blow the lid off the the whole cloning thing because no one's really ever thought about where the clones go after they've had these fights or like figure this shit out like Einstein's back in the news today and they just bring them back whenever they need them and then just murder them again like yeah Einstein's been doing cool shit for 800 years it seems like too good a movie to kind of to to, to give away on our show but you heard it here first that's copyrighted too late <laughs> too late <laughs> No, 12 monkeys brad pitt impression who would you bring back from from monkey monkey who would you bring back from the past time for emancipation <laughs> <laughs> um sorry from the mental hospital and 12 monkeys oh yeah, oh, yeah. Saying, who would i bring back from the past yeah speaking of 12 to monkeys, what end just for fun i'd probably bring joan of arc uh nero would be cool um this isn't just bill and ted uh who else? did cleopatra have any stds because if she's clean, I'm bringing, bringing her. Well, she said she was here clean, but really I reckon she was just in denial. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That was pretty quick there. Mm, yeah. Pretty quick dip in the Nile. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd go for it. They used to have fucking like condoms made of bamboo reeds. And, uh... Yeah, and she used to like drain her blood like Keith Richards with snakes and then re-inject it and shit. Did Keith Richards actually do that? <laughs> not with snakes. I'll <laughs> oh, get me another snake. Oh. I need to yeah, another riff. Get me a cobra. Blood, blood transfusions where he gets clean blood put in. It's pretty hardcore. I reckon George Soros has that, but he gets dirty blood put into it. <laughs> I wonder what the queen gets. Maybe it's all kitty blood. That's where all the missing children uh, go. No, the queen's got the fucking... It totally is, The man. queen's got lizard blood. She's reptilian. So it's oh, cold, she's cold blood. Oh, knows about it. He's trying to talk it down. I'm not... There's nothing to do. Just look over there. Slide of hand. It totally is, though. That's the secret. That's the fucking... You can't get too close, man. 
Okay. They've been harvesting the kitty blood. I've been, they, they in the show with you. I've been they inject transfused you. fucking kitty blood close. into the queen to keep Don't her alive. Too, just talk about no wonder else. her mum lives so long. Don't talk about something else. Don't. Where do you think John Benet Ramsey fucking all her blood went? There was no blood at the crime scene. Oh, fuck. I think I saw the queen wearing her hat. Too. She looked like an empty balloon. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I hope her parents never listen to this. This is a di- this is different to the movie about the clones, by the <laughs> way. This is another movie. This isn't even a movie. <laughs> this isn't even a movie. That's what's so funny Jesus about Christ. it. So the Queen is receiving blood transfusions from Well, Keith Richards sick and is just getting kids. clean blood, right? And he's just some fucking rock star. So the Queen... All those missing kids and shit. It's probably like the Bush family's in on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone's in, everyone's <laughs> in on it. It's broadened. Like, say how, you know, hair extensions for girls. Well, that we comes talked from about hair. the circumcision yeah, thing yeah. with the, you know, the Orthodox Jewish thing sucking the kitty blood thing. This is just it on a fucking scientific, higher, crazy, pagan level. But they use Bangladesh. Just drain it out. Drain out the blood, sucker. They use Indian girls' hair. They cut them and stuff and use that as hair extension to sell to Western women. So that's sort of the same thing, just on a, on a broader scale. So we're all complicit. It's just taking the hair rather than the straight up blood transfusion, and you're taking the labour of all these little kids making your making your you up five pairs of track pants and stuff. Fuck! It reminds me of this old no use for a name song, um, justified child sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was called, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> justified child sacrifice. <laughs> Shit. So the child sacrifices ahead of all that stuff, but um, yeah, yeah, we just um blew the lid off again. So somehow it's Nambla with like that whole maybe that's that's the smoke and mirrors. They don't actually fuck any children; they're just getting them for their blood. Yeah, and they like they may even get the syringe and drain the blood out out of their anus so that they still think they're getting raped and keep the charade Fuck going. You. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is the Jesus big, Christ. It's the biggest conspiracy we've ever blown on this show. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't and know. I'm endorse. scared to ever leave my house again. I don't, endorse, I don't know if I endorse that. <laughs> I don't endorse it. Either. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> it's like so say the first guy to like not um agree with slavery, you know? <laughs> like what a cunt. What they were saying that he was a cunt for disagreeing with slavery. Yeah. Someone's gotta be the first. What and you're saying he was a moral hero? He blew the lid off the um yeah. Institutionalized insanity. And we're that, we're that, you know, Protean hero kind of Promethean hero reaching up to grab the fire and really light the way for everyone else by unveiling this conspiracy and stuff. I mean, I had something I was going to read, but I don't know if I can do it after that. I mean, I might be able to. It's, it's a bit crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, this blew my own mind. <laughs> oh, I've actually figured out, you know, the analogy that I made up last week but didn't necessarily agree with about how um, the best time for women to understand men was when During they that were menstruating. menstruating yes. Like directly dis- at that time kind of thing. You did some more research? No, I figured out and 
figured out the male side of it. It's like we went a bit crazy trying to do it on the spot with <laughs> the um, deathbed shit and all that stuff. But sure. I guess that was me. But went a little overboard. But basically, the 17 seconds after ejaculation is when men should try and understand women, because that that you know that peaceful moment where you're sort of like, yeah, take it or leave it, sort of with sex and shit, like. I could probably get hard again, but, you know, I do like her, and I don't know, she's kind of hot. You know, that sort of just, uh, like, pretty much indifference, but pretty content at the same time. I think that's probably how women feel. (laughs) (laughs) Not really struggling with any internalised fucking violent rape fantasies or anything, you know. Well, not from the same angle. I know? thought that was something that both sexes were meant to have. Yeah, that's what I hear on, like, CD. I think that's actually, yeah. Well, it's on, like, Good Morning America. It's like Fifty Shades of Grey is making women have fantasies about it. It's that's just a link to our animal past, really, you know? Like, rats don't ask to fuck each other and stuff. <laughs> I saw this fucked up picture of a rat sort of fucking a rat the other day. Oh, the internet. And, like, pulling its ears back. That's a fucked up little meme caption. I forget what it was. <laughs> they fuck. They fuck hard. <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna break a splinter off in you. Get it? Splinter. I don't get it. Like a rat. There's <laughs> 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 a ninja turtle traffic. <laughs> Sorry, I did not get it. Uh, it's, a bit too, it's a bit too niche. Um, well, I got something to read. I can finish on if you want, but. I think on that same show, um, I made, like, multiple <coughs> Wolf of Wall Street references. Yeah, I noticed that as well. But that was actually, like, a subconscious mistake because I, I was blowing um, cocaine up a hooker's asshole before we did that show. Stevie Nicks styles, yeah. 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 yeah cool. So it was just, yeah. It wasn't on purpose, it was just some neurological fucking tick that happened. Yeah. We all go there. I'm trying to keep my hooker's post show from now. Well, this has been the Cones and Doe Show. It's America. This is America. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this was America. And, um, yeah, I thought this was America too, but it turns out it's not. It's the internet where you can find the Cones and Doe Show. Um, We're pretty cracked. Um, So thank you for listening to that. We've got a song, which I think, you know, this is a good song. Often we end with sort of introspective songs and so forth, but this is a real uplifter, which I think is appropriate after... A show like this um it's uh called still got time to win and it's about inspiration and it's about teamwork and it's about being your best so i hope everybody out there draws that lesson from it even if you haven't drawn it from this fucked up episode of the cones of dosha good one my friend i hope you have good week good week for you too comrade salute eiffel tower <sighs> Back to the poem.
fucking marathon. And she fucking, fair enough, she'd come fucking 10th or 20th or something like that, but that's not important. The poor bitch was fucking running. She actually fucking crawled to the fucking line. She didn't fucking give up. She fucking pushed herself, she pushed herself, she pushed herself. The near fucking exhaustion. That's what I'm asking, have you guys? Oh, 